It's the 365 Days of Astronomy podcast. Coming in three, two, one. Hi, this is Rob Sparks of NSF's National Optical Infrared Astronomy Research Laboratory. I've come here in April of 2020, and in this time of social distancing and physical distancing, I've had a hard time getting people together on Zoom this month to do a quick uh, podcast for us. Therefore, I'm just going to give you a few quick updates about things happening at NSF's National Optical Infrared Astronomy Research Laboratory. First, some news about our name. You might recall last October, I did an interview with Dr. Beth Willman, the Deputy Director of the newly created National Science Foundation's National Optical Astronomy Infrared Research Laboratory. She talked about how we were combining five different programs under one umbrella to make a new organization. These five programs were the Gemini Observatory, Kitt Peak National Observatory, Saratolola Inter-American Observatory, the Vera C. Rubin Observatory, which is formerly known as Large Synoptic Survey Telescope, recently renamed to the in honor of Vera Rubin, and the Community Science Data Center. Well, that name is an awful long one to say repeatedly, so obviously a short abbreviation would be a wonderful thing. And I'm pleased to say that as of last week, we have a new name. We are now NSF's Noir Lab, N-O-I-R Lab. Quote, our new identity is an important step in the evolution of NSF's Noir Lab, our new organization which enables cutting-edge research in optical and infrared astronomy, unquote, said Dr. Pat McCarthy, Noir Lab director. Quote, of course, this combination of facilities and people is much bigger than just a name, but having identity is a crucial aspect moving forward, unquote. We also have a new logo, which you can see on this uh, 365 Days Astronomy page, is it will be replacing our old temporary logo we were using for the podcast the last several months. Secondly, while maybe you're staying at home, might be a great time to participate in Noir Lab's Globe at Night program. Globe at Night is a citizen science program where you can contribute data to research projects on the brightness of the world sky. We need data points from all over the world, including exactly where you live, and your house even, so you don't even have to leave, leave uh, go out to do the data. Typically, all you do is you go outside at night uh, during the time there's no moon out. And this month, it's April 14th to 23rd of 2020, when the moon is not in the night sky. You find the constellation Leo. On the Globe at Night website, globeatnight.org, there are several charts showing what Leo looks like under different lighting conditions. If you're in the middle of a city, you might see only a few stars. One of the charts online shows only a few stars. If you're out in the middle of the country, you see lots of stars. Another chart shows lots of stars. And there are various charts in between. So you sort of look up the night sky, and you figure out which chart matches what you see, and that's your data. You can say, tell, tell us whether you live in a very light-polluted area or a very dark area very easily. There's also a really cool web, web cell phone page, a mobile web page, you can actually use to submit your data as well on a, on a cell phone or a tablet device. If your cell phone or tablet device has... GPS enabled, it will actually fill in your location data for you as well as the time. Therefore, all you have to do is click the chart which matches what you see in the night sky and submit your data. It's a very easy program to run. We've been doing this program since 2006 for over 14 years, so we have enough data we can start seeing trends when the night sky gets brighter and darker. However, in order for us to do that, we need data every year from the same points. So you can do this more than once to help us look at long-term trends. 
On the website, globeatnight.org, it has dates for all the remaining months of uh, 2020, all the way up through December of 2020. And of course, we will update the set, uh, the page for 2021 with the new dates for next year, so you can keep participating next year. I will, of course, put a link to the Globe at Night webpage in our show notes. Finally, I'd like to mention something I personally find really interesting called the New Horizons Par- uh, Parallax Program. Dr. Todd Lauer of Noir Lab is heavily involved in this program and the New Horizons project in general. You might recall New Horizons flew by Pluto in 2015. Well, it's kept going and is now even farther out in the solar system. And it's going to be doing a very interesting program here later in April. Now, the way it's called the New Horizons Parallax Program. Now, parallax is basically how we measure distances in the night sky. You can measure distances like that on Earth, too. Simply hold out your thumb at arm's length, close one eye, and then the other, and your thumb appears to jump back and forth to, to back, compared to a background object. Well, that's called parallax. Your eyes are in slightly different positions, so they get, can measure slight, see the world slightly differently. And that's how we judge distances. Well, we can actually do that mathematically as well and measure distance to stars. Now, distance to most stars, the parallax is very, very small. We actually will take a measurement of stars when Earth's on one side of the sun, wait six months to Earth's on the other side of the sun, and we'll get a baseline, the distance between the two points where Earth is, about 186 million miles, two times 93 million, obviously, the distance to the sun. So that's called the baseline. And even with that large of a baseline, the distance stars appear to move back and forth due to parallax is extremely small, a few arc seconds. Now, imagine an arc second. You might ask, what's an arc second? Hold out your pinky at arm's length. That's about one degree in the sky. Chop your pinky into 60 pieces. Each one of those is an arc minute. Chop each of those little 60 pieces into uh, 60 pieces, and that's an arc second. So about one three thousand six hundredth the diameter of your pinky at arm's length is an arc second. That's a very, very small angle and difficult to measure. But of course, we do it with large, tele- large precise telescopes. Now, if we could actually get the two, the two have that baseline bigger, we'd see a bigger parallax. Well, we now have new horizons well out past Pluto and Earth, so we have an extremely large baseline we can measure. On April 23, 2020, New Horizons will be met, taken images of two star fields, one around star Wolf 359 and one around Proxima Centauri. Yes, I know, the Battle of Wolf 359. Big, big science fiction reference for Star Trek fans there. Well, it's going to be on, it, The idea is that people on Earth will take images at the same time as the spacecraft, giving us a very, very large baseline, and we should see these stars have a parallax of up to half an arc minute, about 30 arc seconds, so much, much larger than anything we've seen before. People in the northern hemisphere are well positioned to take images of Wolf 359, but Proxima Centauri is too far south, so you have to be much farther south to get good images of Proxima Centauri. The exciting part is, you can participate in this project as well if you have a telescope suitable of taking these types of images. You probably need about a six inch scope or larger and an astronomy CCD camera. If you go to, I'll, again, I'll put uh, links to the sh- in the show notes to the websites where you can actually find out about the exact times they'll be taking these images. However, the baseline is so large that new horizons will not move significantly if you're off a few hours or even a couple of days in taking your images. They still could be scientifically useful if it happens to be cloudy at the exact time that new horizons taking the images. It will take images of Wolf 359 on April 23rd at 4 o'clock universal time, and 10, 10 o'clock universal time. And uh, Proxima Centauri will be 1300 universal time on April 22nd, and 5, 5 universal time on April 23rd. I've been out practicing with my Star 8, and uh, 
ZWO-1600 CMOS cameras to, in preparation to try and take these images myself. So those are just a few quick updates from NSF's Noir Lab. I hope that uh, next month we'll be in a more normal situation where we can have a, a more normal podcast, and I hope you'll tune in then. This is Rob Sparks signing off for NSF's Noir Lab. You are listening to the 365 Days of Astronomy podcast. The 365 Days of Astronomy podcast is produced by the Planetary Science Institute. Audio post-production by Richard Drum. Bandwidth donated by Libsyn.com and Wizard Media. You may reproduce and distribute this audio for non-commercial purposes. This show is made possible thanks to the generous donations of people like you. Please consider supporting our show on Patreon.com forward slash 365 Days of Astronomy and get access to bonus content. After 10 years, the 365 Days of Astronomy podcast is entering its second decade of sharing important milestones in space exploration and astronomy discoveries. Join us and share your story. Until tomorrow, goodbye. Goodbye.